You are listening to the Snowcross Podcast, presented by Amsoil. What's up, Snowcross fans? Flying solo for this one, and it's, to be honest, it's with a bit of a heavy heart that I say that. My partner in crime, Matt Skubik, he and his family are going through a very tough time right now, so he's taking his time, doing what he needs to do, and we cannot wait to get back to work with him soon. But nothing is more important than family, and Snowcross is all about family. We are one big family, and with that, I hope you'll join join me and join all of Snowcross in sending some thoughts and prayers his way and his family's way. I know they could use them. So Matt, if you're listening, we love you. We hope you're doing as good as you can, and we cannot wait to get back to work with you soon. Well, what's new in Snowcross land? Recently, we have had many riders head to Aurora, Minnesota, up to Steve Shearing's to turn some practice laps, and the track looks baller. Lots of snow up there. looks awesome. I see ERX is starting to make snow. It's been pretty warm. If you're in the central Minnesota area, it has just been a yo-yo of 80 degrees to 40 degrees, like, all across the board. So it's been a little bit difficult, but they are getting after it. I was talking to Megan Brodeur and it sounds like it's been a bit of the same up there. So they should have a practice track put together her track in a few days. So that's exciting. I see LaBelle has been practicing since Halloween weekend. So there's that. There's the number of tracks are starting to open up now. It's that time of year, ladies and gentlemen, a common theme you're going to see or here, I should say, in these Snowcross podcasts, is that added practice time we have this year. All that extra time with the season starting late, so that's what you can expect. So I'm seeing a lot of questions out there that I think stem from a place of fear and uncertainty surrounding the pandemic, right? Questions like, are we going to have a Snowcross season? Are our Canadian and European riders able to come over? What is going on? Is the schedule on as planned? We hear you squeaking. And as of right now, everything is on as scheduled. We understand the weight behind a potential schedule change and what that would mean. So trust us, if there is to be a schedule change, you'll be the first to know. So hang in there. But everything right now, keep your calendars marked. It's business as usual, baby. We'll see you for the opening rounds at ERX Motor Park as scheduled in January. There's information out there about what's going on with the Canadian border, what's going on for our European riders and our Asian riders, and to be honest, it's confusing. But here's what I do know, is that Hench's Racing has signed Oscar Norum, Har has gone to Judnick, Broder is back with Anderson Racing, Jordan LaBelle filling that pro-light seat for Boss Racing, and our defending champ, Ischel, is back with Boss Racing as well. So... Bit of good news. No reason not to be optimistic at this point. Like I said, full steam ahead. That does leave a lot of very, very talented riders without a ride for 2021. But the silly season ain't over till it's over. So more to come there. We figured ain't no time like the present than to speak with one of our riders from outside the U.S. Back to back to back, three-time pro women's champ Megan Brodeur. And I figured this would be a good one for so many reasons, obviously a defending champ, but also someone who can give us the lowdown on what is going on in Canada. What does this upcoming season look like for her? How is it different? And she gave me some really good stuff on why snowcross racers from around the world have been paying such keen attention to the recent U.S. election. 
And Brodeur, as you know, when she's not winning, she is still throwing down exceptional results. And it's easy to look at the numbers and think, she ain't human. Well, that ain't the case. She really breaks it down for me and kind of speaks on behalf of snowcross racers as a whole that it's not always the aura of confidence that you see through the lens of our cameras. It's There's so much more to the story, and she gave me some really cool insight there. So excited for you to take a listen. We had some fun with this. We opened it up to our Snowcross Instagram and said, what do you want to know from Megan Brodeur? And I'm going to dodge all accountability here by saying that I am but a mere middleman. I said I'm going to throw them out there and Megan can decide if she's going to plead the fifth or answer the question and she's a stud and she gave me some good stuff on all the questions. So thank you to all of our listeners who submitted your questions. There's some good stuff in there. Check this out. Megan, I've missed you. What's new? Well, I've been going to school since uh, end of uh, the last season, and also I've been training and uh, doing a little bit of mountain biking during the summer and dirt biking as well. Yeah, I've seen you've been busy with the dirt bike. How have things been in Canada? Have you guys been able to race this summer? We uh, were able to race. Uh, Triple Crown uh, made it happen. Uh, It was later in uh, the summer, though, that we were able to race. Um, it was around in, in August. So there were no spectators allowed though. So it was kind of like going to practice, but going to a race also. Wow. How did you do? Uh, so I got second overall at the Canadian women, uh, championship in the East coast. Wow. Good for you. That's exciting. Is that the plan next year for moto as well to race the East coast? Uh, I would like to do the whole uh, series next summer, maybe, because I so I didn't go to one of them. I missed one of the uh, one out of the four rounds. But um, I would like to. It depends on if I have school during the summer. If I take classes, I don't know. So we'll see if I have time. Right on. Well, let's talk about the state of things in Canada. Here in the states, it's it's so different in each and every state. What states are open, which are on lockdown. So, what is the state of things in Canada? Are many businesses closed down? Yes. Yeah, so basically, since COVID, uh, they shut down many things, and uh, so it's been a week now that we're in the red zone in Quebec. Well, where I live, so. Basically, gyms are closed, restaurants are closed. Uh, we go to school, but we're part-time uh, over, um, you know, like uh, Zoom or, you know, like Skype and stuff like that. Wow. That's, yeah, that's about what, the same here in the States. With uh, And of course, here in the States, we had an election a few weeks ago and mayhem is still going on. Did you find yourself as a Canadian, you know, along with other Canadian riders and our European riders, did you guys find yourselves paying more attention to the U.S. election this year than in past years? Uh, yes, certainly, because I'm, you know, we're, I think myself and all the other riders that are out of the United States country, uh, we're kind of scared of what's going to happen. I don't even know if I'll, you know, I think we can go race. It's so uncertain. And with the new president uh, election and stuff, uh, I know Trump looks like he's more uh, of a, uh, you know, he, he looks like he doesn't care as much and everything to him, like he'd keep everything open. I don't know about Biden, but yeah, I don't know. It's gonna. I think it's going to be pushed until what January 
until they make a final decision. Yeah, it's crazy. Who knows? At this point, though, are you confident that you're going to be coming down to the States? And if so, it sounds like there's a mandatory quarantine each way you cross the border. So with that said, what's your game plan? That's another thing I don't know. Because <laughs> uh, you know how uh, I think you know and a lot of people know I have a track uh, near my house where I can practice, So, uh, which uh, really helps me. And I'm, I've been doing this for six years now where I go back and forth to the races. Uh, since I know I'm going to be racing this winter, I didn't take school classes because when you come back to Canada, you have to do a quarantine. So I wouldn't be able to go to school anyways. So uh, I don't, just don't know yet if I'm going to stay in the States uh, with the back-to-back races too. We never know if, no, maybe once I'll come home and I'll want to, you know, fly back and at the borders, they'll just say, well, no, you're not crossing this time. And then you never know, like maybe you can lose a championship with that, lose points. And so I don't know my options now or maybe staying all winter there, maybe trying to come back. We'll see how uh, all the COVID thing goes when it comes to uh, around end of December. Wow. And I, and I know you had mentioned the track back home. That's been a huge part of your success. If you are to move to the States for the season, where would you go and where would you train? Uh, for sure, I would probably train at tracks like, I know there's a few, there's ERX. I've been only once there and it was, it was fun. I liked it. I know there's a lot of people that ride there too. Um, maybe I've been to Shearing uh, in the past years, um, beginning when I started racing in the States and I've been to Warner too. So I guess it would, I would go ride where, wherever it's open because, <laughs> um, it's part of my practice. You know, I like to ride a lot, uh, my sled and when I'm home, I can ride whenever I want and <laughs> whenever I feel to, <laughs> which, uh, when you go somewhere else, you don't get to, you know, choose that. Absolutely. There's a lot less flexibility with it, but I'm a little biased when I say that Minnesota and central Minnesota is the place to be. That's my home. And I know there's a lot of good opportunity to ride there. Yeah. There's a lot of places to go shopping too. (laughs) Oh, you know it. (laughs) Now, speaking of the track back home, it looks like you guys are making snow. Have you been able to ride yet? How is the track building going? Um, So we've had a lot of warm weather uh, lately. Uh, I remember last year, a year ago, I was riding and it was like, I started like a week even earlier. Uh, so we started making snow yesterday night and I think we have a lot now. I went to school today, so I didn't get to go look yet, but I'm going to go look later. And I am pretty convinced we're going to have a track to go, uh, to ride on for the next days. Yes, that is awesome. Now, have you been out to ride already? I saw LaBelle and them have been out practicing. Have you had a chance to hop on the new sleds at all? Uh, No, I haven't because I've been going to school and I've had exams, so I didn't really quite have time. And with this season having the races start later, it gives us a little more time, but I don't take that for granted. But um, I figured once we can make snow, I was supposed to go actually – uh, right there this coming weekend, but we saw that there was going to be cold weather, so we were going to be able to make snow, and then I'm going to be closer to home, closer to, you know, because when I go to La Belle, it's about six hours away from my house, so it's pretty far. 
Oh, gotcha. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited to hear your feedback once you're able to get out there. But your first look at the sleds, I know you've got them in. You and your dad have been working on them. What about the 2021 sleds are you most excited about? Uh, well, I think they're really fun to ride. Uh, they've had a few more adjustments on the sled this year. Uh, you know, they always just improve every year which they have been for a few years now. And uh, I'm very excited to, uh, to, to ride the new sled for sure. Well, dude, we've reached that point in the show where we're going to give the people what the people want. And the questions have come in. Are you ready to answer some fan Q&A? Okay, I'm ready. And we're just going to go on, sift right through all of the marriage proposals and are you singles? I kid you not. I'm sorry, boys. But the first question... Obviously, we've already answered it, but we're going to address it anyway. Are you racing this year? Yes, I will be. Uh, even if I'm not going to be able to go to the States to race a national tour, I will be racing in Quebec, Canada if there's uh, races because there's a circuit in Quebec, SCM. Um, so for sure, I would like to uh, race there if I'm not a lot able to go to the States. So yes. Rad. Is, uh, is Valcor happening? Do you know? Uh, yes, it is happening, but like it's so uncertain. Actually, I'm I'm not even gonna be able to go race there this year. For wow, it's been it's gonna be my first time in many years not racing there. Because if I have to come back home in quarantine, I'm not gonna be able to go there. And if I stay in the U.S., I just won't be there either. So now, when did you start racing? And if Heydays 2021 happens, will you be there? Uh, so I started my racing career around, um, I'd say, 10 years old when I was 10 because I had, a, you know, the mini sleds, you know, the 120s that the, we have at ISOC, the little class. Yeah. Yeah, I had one of these to ride around the home when I was eight years old about. And uh, so I hopped on a 550 fan race sleds, Kidu. Uh, people will know what the sled is. <laughs> and uh, uh, that's what I started on racing when I was 10 years old. So um, if there's an A-Days 2021 and COVID's gone and everything's fine for crossing over, I would for sure love to go there. Heck yeah. When's the last time you went to A-Days? Were you there in 19? I was there uh, in 2019. It was actually my first time going there. I loved it. That's when they also announced uh, the Skidoo sled and they, it was dedicated to uh, the one that they had uh, put on the stand there was for me since I, I won the championship the year before. So it was, it was pretty fun. The, uh, the next question is, how difficult is it to get started in the sport of snowcross? Uh, so luckily, I had my dad there uh, since the beginning. He's the one that pushed me into it, and he already knew about snowcross. You know, he's, he was racing when I started, so and uh, he, he knew, like, how to make the good setup for practicing. So I was basically raised in the sport where I had my dad there to build a track from, for me, uh, make snow, and uh, train, train, uh, train me, and also uh, show me, like, what to do on a sled, what to not do, you know, just to get better. So that's cool. Yeah. I know your dad's been such a huge part of your program and he's a, yeah, he is a wizard at all things, snowmobile tuning, snowmobile racing. So it's, it's cool to see you continue that legacy for the family. Now, which snowcross racer inspires you the most or inspired you as you were growing up? 
Um, so for sure, um, it'd be hard, you know, because I really like uh, Blair Morgan and all his achievement and everything that he's done, such as also uh, Tucker Ebert. I'd say, you know, he's been, I, I mean, he's won so many races and many championship and I know I'm not going to be able to do as much as he did, but I look up to him as like, wow, you know, everything's possible. So I think there, I mean, all the pros are such, every rider are, have something special to look up to. Uh, Elias, too, is a good racer. Tim Tremblay, because I've been riding a lot with him, too, back home, and I, I like riding with him. And I always, you know, um, looked at him and... Like, okay, well, he's doing this on the track. I'll try to do the same and, you know. Mm -hmm. Definitely a role model for many and for good reason. He is so decorated, so successful. And it's it's cool to see you taking, taking pointers and kind of modeling yourself after him. Have you ever ridden anything else besides a skidoo? Uh, no, I have never actually, except for my 120, which was a Polaris. <laughs> this fan wants to know, any way I can get my hands on a signed t-shirt or poster? Uh, well, for sure, if you come up to the Ice Sox, no cross races, any of them, I will be there with posters to give. Or you can come to Anderson's trailer, and I'll for sure um, be happy to give this person or anybody else a poster, a signed poster, or maybe a signed jerseys. I mean, we never know. <laughs> You never know. There you go, Jeff. You heard the lady. We hope to see you at an ISOC race. But if not, we'll include Megan's Instagram handle here in the podcast posts, and you can get in touch with her. But we hope to see you at a race. Next question is, what is your dream sled? Oh, boy. My dream sled? I'd say the 221 skidoo sled. <laughs> it's, it's just running so great. And uh, I think they're the best. I would for sure, um, my dream is also to try, um, you know, a summit, like the, um, to go in the mountains, because I've never tried one of these. So maybe this one too. Who do you feel is going to be your biggest competition this year? Uh, I mean, depends if there's new girls coming up. Um, if not, then I'd probably say the top usual three, uh, top Three usual, you know, Malene and Taven. I would, I would say they would be my two uh, most, my two biggest rivals. Competition. Now, I want to give a little context and background to this next question because Megan, you've talked about practicing with and even racing amongst men, where you've proven that you can hold your own. But here with ISOC, is the end goal for you to end up racing pro light or pro? Or is your focus for the foreseeable future on pro women where you're currently at the top of your game and doing big things? So for sure, I would love to race against the boys in the States too. I did race uh, in the pro light division in Quebec. Um, so when I when they were off weekends at ISOC, I would come home and race uh, the Quebec circuit with the guys because I'm not allowed to race with the girls in Canada and which is actually nice because then I can race against the boys. It's, it's so different. Like their their minding, their mindset is different. Uh, riding with them, you just learn a lot. I would love to do the same in the states, but it's so you know you never know. An injury can happen so fast. I wouldn't want to risk getting hurt in the men's class and then you know lose maybe a championship or get what I mean. 
Definitely. Now to piggyback off of that, out of my, off my own curiosity, if let's say you get to a point where you have five, six championships in pro women, do you feel like maybe that point for you, do you feel like that's maybe when you'd want to maybe try something different and race with the men full time for a season or what, what does the future look like for you? Um, so yes, for sure. That's something I'm thinking about, but like, let's say, uh, COVID didn't happen last season. Um, I had a pretty good uh, gap in points for the lead. And I was actually thinking about um, at this point where I would get to Geneva, I would have enough points to race with the boys and not lose my championship, no matter what happened. And if I didn't get to race in the women's class. So I thought I was going to probably do it because I thought it would be nice and I had nothing to lose. So um but it didn't i didn't get to do it but for sure i mean it'd be hard you know to like race let's say i get another championship and then okay well for my fifth season i'll just not raise the pro women's class and i'll raise the boys class it'd be hard for myself to see somebody else win the in the women's class and me not racing in this class Oh, for sure. I could definitely see how it would be hard to separate yourself from what's going on in the pro-am women's class. Well, speaking of pro-am women, let me ask you this. The next question I'm seeing here, and this is a good one. Do you think that you could have beaten Marika Renheim in her prime? Uh, so she, I think she's had, um, if I'm not mistaken, she's won three titles in the pro-woman class. Um well, my goal is to do better than she did. So now I'd say we're equal as of now. Uh, I would like to beat that. Um, I mean, I, I, I did get to race with her. And it, it was so nice because I'd say she was my biggest rival back then. But she quit racing pretty early in my, when I was pretty early in my career uh at snowcross so i only i beat her once i'll always remember 2015 new york uh it was my first win against her and um and then she quit so i i would have liked to race against her more but you know there's other people other girls too which are nice to battle with now battle with now so and you said she was some of your biggest competition. How was the dynamic between you two? Was it a heated competition or friendly? We've seen we see so much friendly competition in this class. Yeah, so um, I didn't when I got my first race I did was Lake Geneva in 2014. So I only went to one race, and then I started the year after. And you know she didn't really knew me. Uh, I got there and I was doing pretty good. She was way faster than me back then, though. Um, and then she, she talked to me a bit, you know, I was kind of shy. I, I was, I had a good English, but not so good either. And then, so we talked a bit, we were kind of friends, but then once I got a little better, you know, there's this kind of revalid, uh, rivality. Can I say that? Yes. Rivalry. (laughs) That comes in the game. And, um, I don't know, she was kind of doing her stuff. So I was doing my things on my side and then we didn't get to really be good friends but uh i mean we were rivals so but we didn't hate each other so (laughs) fair enough fair enough i gotta dig for the drama we love to see it yeah (laughs) (laughs) well the uh the next question is does the dirt bike racing really help when it comes to snowcross season Uh, i would say yes because um so i know it's 
dirt bikes and snowmobiles are completely different. They don't weight the same. Uh, I mean, you're racing on dirt, you're racing on snow, uh, but just keeping, um, staying in the beat of racing, the race mode, um, motocross is so good for your endurance and uh, staying in race focus and all that. So, which kind of links to snowcross. And I mean, a lot of pro riders, uh, they all race their bikes, basically, almost all of them. I don't know, it's just a complementary, com it just completes the the snowcross part for like how to train off season. Let's say I'll say it this way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. And you know, that's something we hear from from so many riders. Is, you know, we see so many riders racing or even just riding motocross in the summer, and you can't beat it. It's one of the best trainings there are. And we've seen with yourself included, so many of our season champions. They're not just. They're not even just riding, they're, they're full racing in the summertime. So there's a huge correlation there. The next question is, what is the best tip you have for a new racer? Uh, I get that question asked a lot, actually. Um, I mean, I'd say determination because, you know, not everything gets handed to you so easily in life. Um, so, I mean, be dedicated and uh, push yourself and you know there's always place for improvement and there's always way uh, ways to get better and um, I mean it's kind of a small world and snow cross but also looks big so um, if you're if you have motivation and you're dedicated you can I know that anyone can you know do good at it and can perform 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 sorry somehow <laughs> eventually now we had we had this question come up a number of times and people want to know does it ever get old winning races all the time does it ever get boring to you never <laughs> it never gets old so uh winning it's not i mean winning a race is never the same i mean every race is unique so whenever i win it's always a different feeling like because depending on which track we're going uh i know like how i've worked during the week before to train for this race uh and i mean the months before the years before but like i prepare myself for the race and then when i get there and i win i know i've like okay so today when i woke up you know i was ready and then i i slept good i ate the way I wanted and then I I did good in my eats I prep you know all of it combined together just makes it makes winning all different each time and it's always fun to win I mean I don't think it gets go it gets old I mean when I when I got second to my last race we had that happened in New York uh last winter um I was pretty sad about like you know, once you're kind of used to winning, you, you don't want to lose because, I mean, when once you're on the top step, you can't really go any farther, so you don't want to go lower. You get what I mean? Yeah, you have a higher expectation of yourself. Exactly. So, yeah, that's why I always, like, push myself more each time. I never take it for granted, like, oh, I won. Oh, I won by, I don't know, uh, 10 seconds, but it's... You never know what's going to happen and you always have to push yourself no matter what. 
place you get. So I'm going to throw a question of my own in there because this just triggered something for me. Do you ever wake up the morning of a race day and just not feel super confident? I know that's not something you're going to go and run and tell everyone in the pits or the media. It's something you're going to kind of keep to yourself, but we're all human. And I'm just curious, like how human are you? Like, do you ever wake up just not really feeling it? Or is it full confidence all the time because of your results and because of your program? Well, I actually never feel 100% confident whenever I race because I have so high expectations of myself that it's it's hard to reach them, you know? So, like, uh, it did happen a few times. Uh, last year, I'd say last year was my, my best season, which I felt the most confident on my sled. I prepared so hard for it. And um, it did happen actually in Michigan, you know, that day they canceled the last race we, uh, that race we were going to have. I woke up that morning and I was so tired. I was not in the mood for racing. When I got on the the track for practice, I was like, well, today, I don't know how it's going to go, but I, I really don't feel confident about it. So yeah, it does happen where you get up in the morning before race and you don't feel 100% confident. I mean, I think it happens to every racers too, so. That's so interesting. Thank you for going in detail on that because I, you know, it's so easy for us fans and those of us who aren't racing to forget that you guys are human and on TV and from, you know, when you're in front of the camera, all we see is confidence from you and, and other racers too. So it's, it's interesting to hear the perspective that, that that is not always the case under the helmet, that, that confidence piece. No, exactly. And I mean, whenever people see you, you have to look, I mean, you're a racer, you're a professional athlete. You, you have to show them that show, you have to show them what they want to see, you know? So like, um, let's say there's, like you come in to interview me and you ask me about how confident I am for tonight. I'm not going to tell you, well, oh, I'm not confident tonight. Uh, this happened to me. I, I didn't sleep good or anything like that. And then my competition sees it and then they feel more confident about doing great. You know, so you don't want to put that in their head either. So. Exactly. It's such a balance because like you said, you don't want to get in your competitors' heads and you also want to make your sponsors look good and you want to say the right things. So it's, there's definitely a balance there. Yeah. Cause they deserve you to, sh- to show everybody like the best of you. Cause they give so much to you in return. You have to do the same back, you know? So the, this question comes from a fan wondering when your next race is now, will you've talked about what's going to happen if you are racing here in the States, or if you have to stay in Canada, when would your first race be? Obviously ERX is the first one on the ISOC calendar, but is there one before that up in Canada with SCMX? No, uh, SCMX, uh, I think this year it starts in, uh, if I'm not mistaken in February or end of January. So for sure. ERX my first race. So this question brings me back to the conversation from the two-wheel world. You know, there are people who are vehemently against matching your gear to your bike, and there are some people that are just indifferent to it. So this fan wants to know, for your snowmobile racing program, do you prefer to have your gear matching your sled? Well, that's a tough one, actually. Well, if I compare it to what I wear for my fly gears during the winter and motocross in the summer too because i'm sponsored by them i mean my skidoo is usually pretty all black you know so it kind of matches all my gear that's 
I guess that's the point. Um, I mean, I think it's cool when you match your, your sled or your dirt bike too. I like when all my gear is matching. It doesn't quite matter if it doesn't match my sled or my dirt bike though. But my helmet, my goggles, my gloves, my boots, and my, <laughs> my pants and my jerseys uh, fly have to uh, match together though. Hands down, no questions asked. The kit has to be dialed. It has to be coordinated. And Megan, one thing I love about your sled is you've always stayed so true to the Skidoo yellow and black. It is clean. I love it. It's spicy. Yeah, so it's going to look like kind of uh, how it was last year. All black sled, Anderson sled, um, with my sponsors all over uh, the sled. And um, a little touch of the Canadian flag, too, to show people I'm Canadian. <laughs> For the people who don't know, <laughs> represent Canada. Couldn't tell. <laughs> yeah, so it's going to kind of look the same. But my fly gears will uh, be different uh, flies working on a really great uh, designs for uh, the upcoming season. I'm really excited to show everyone. Sick. Well, Megan, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me and answer some of these fan questions. Let's go racing. Cannot wait to see you. I, I want to say thank you to everybody that's been asking uh, questions. Uh, well, we didn't get to answer all of them. I don't know if you had many or, or uh, many more, but um, if anyone wants to know anything special or want to ask me personal, but will want to talk to me, you can uh message me on uh, Instagram and I'll be happy to answer your questions. You are listening to the Snowcross Podcast presented by Amsoil.